Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to Love, Sex, and Magic with me, your host, Melissa Wells. Ooh, I'm so excited because I am sat in our podcast home studio that we now have. So from my heart to yours, I just want to express my deepest gratitude and heartfelt appreciation for you listening to this podcast, whether you started listening recently, whether you started listening six months ago, or whether you have been here from the beginning, which was only June 2020. So we now have our in-person podcast studio. So we're recording in-person interviews, which just feels so much more exciting. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Today's guest is Daniela Sage. She is a spiritual mentor, conscious event producer, artist, and healer with a background in psychology and holistic wellness. After her awakening in 2009, she steered her life's work towards exploring higher levels of consciousness through shamanism, mysticism, energy work, meditation, and sound healing. Daniela's highest intention with all her sacred offerings, events, retreats, and curated healing experiences is to bring many activated souls together to harmonize, heal, and collectively raise the frequency on the planet. She is originally from Colombia and resides here in Miami. And in this conversation, we talk about growing up, feeling like the black sheep in your family, healing the witch wound, how to navigate the times that we find ourselves in on the planet right now as spiritual beings. We talk about our plant medicine experiences together and so much more. So let's do it. So now that the deck is clear, you want to put your intention into it. So go ahead and ask a question or just, you know, give a direction like I'm open to receiving whatever messages mm-hmm. you have for me. Mm-hmm. And before you pull the card, just bask in that gratitude and really expand the feeling of gratitude because that's the portal for them to truly connect to us okay i'm open to receiving whatever wisdom guidance message intention that we are meant to feel and channel for this podcast Mm. thank you oh Hmm. Be the hunter, not the hunted. <laughs> what number is that? Eight. Oh, that's my favorite number. And I'm actually so close to getting a big owl tattoo on my back. Ooh. That's one of my, my power animals. So this card is essentially asking us to see through the illusion of separation. Mm-hmm. And move away from the victim mentality that there are outside forces out to get us, that there is something that can harm us because in reality, there's nothing that can harm us without our free will actually accepting that into our field. So I believe that we are huntresses as as you express this in your archetype work. Um, But I don't believe that it's to go after others. I believe Mm. it's to go after our visions and dreams. Mm. So let's laser focus and hunt and have a very clear target towards our dreams and what we are here to birth in this paradigm that that we are co-creating instead of feeling into the persecution that we felt for so many thousands of years as mm. souls and as healers and and wise women beautiful mm. thank you for that reading thank you we'll add this to our altar yes 
So for those of you that are not watching this on video, Daniela has set up a beautiful little altar in our podcast studio. Can you describe and share what's on the altar? Mm, yes. So this morning I spent a good, probably a good hour sitting in front of my altar, just connecting with my guides and thanking them for this big initiation of being here with you. Um, I genuinely believe that when we, when we connect to our high council, we can receive these higher dimensional messages that we can transmit that can help people heal. You know, so I really just wanted to open myself to God, to goddess, to my spirit guides, ancestors, and just be the channel. And so this is the, the physical reminder that I don't have to be nervous. I don't mm -hmm. have to overthink things. I just get to be in my heart and... I'm so guided right now. Mm, beautiful. Yeah, and I when I came over to your house, when we had our uh, Cambo and Bufo experience, which we'll get into, when I saw your altar, it was it just so, it blew, blew me away. It was overwhelmingly um, beautiful and breathtaking. Mm -hmm. And I just felt so many feelings from being in that space. And it really inspired me to go home and start my own. Um, so why don't we just start there? Like, how does someone, if someone's listening and they're like, what is this an altar? Like they've maybe only heard that in, you know, in the church. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. but like my altar that I now have at home, um, in my room has all of my crystals on and has got like a couple of little, um, mementos from like ceremonies that I've been in and places that I've visited and, uh, statues of goddesses that um, I love or identify with or want to channel. Mm -hmm. So like, can you share a bit about like mm -hmm. how someone can start that kind of a thing? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. So first and foremost, we all have to have the awareness that just because we are physical beings doesn't negate the fact that we are also cosmic beings. And so I always recommend everyone to sit in silence and visualize yourself really becoming nothing, really truly becoming one with the cosmos, becoming a point of light, really tuning into your unique soul essence. Because when we truly lose our physical identity, we're not connected to our ego. Um, and I'm friends with my ego, so it's not to bash the ego, but it's simply that point in time, we get to connect with our soul essence. And so from that space, we get to ask what is truly important to us? What reminds us of who we truly are? Mm. What we signed up in this lifetime to fulfill? What our mission is? And then we get, we start to see either visions, if you're more clairvoyant, or hear it if you're more um, clairauditory, or you start feeling it if you're clairsentient. Because the truth is, is that we all have psychic abilities within us just it's like a muscle you know if you don't exercise them you don't really know which one you are but we all have a bit of everything because like I said before there's no separation so once you start to really download the different parts of your soul that make up who you truly are then you start to come back into the physical and find things that represent that so whenever you find yourself in a place of full surrender of complete um, emotional havoc, you can sit at your altar and you can remember your soul essence. Mm -hmm. So you can even have pictures of family members, of people who you truly admire that have helped you in your journey. I always recommend everyone to add the four elements. 
even the fifth element, which is ether. Um, and you can find creative ways to do that. You know, fire, you can have a candle, mm. a wind, you can have a feather, um, water, you can have a very beautiful um, cup or chalice. Um, and which an earth, you can have essential oils, you can mm. have a crystal, like anything that really calls to you. The thing about spirituality is that there is no right or wrong. Yeah. You know, it's all intuitive. Mm. You know, as you were sharing that and you were saying like having things on there that remind you of who you are, it made me realize that's what I do with my tattoos. Like yeah. all of my tattoos, like I get because they remind me of like my cosmic self mm-hmm. or my past lives mm-hmm. or they they bring me back to like who I really am. You know, it's almost like I, I have my altar like on me <laughs> as I'm walking around. I'm the same way, yeah. sister. Yes. And that's why I even got this Buddha in white ink mm. because this was my reminder to always pause and breathe. Mm. I'm an Aries sun. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of if you go on any astrology page on Instagram, they're always talking very poorly about Aries people because mm-hmm. um, Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. So they tend to be very impulsive. Mm-hmm. And when you, are able to transcend that the shadow side and really come into the highest expression that's like the true Mm self-mastery you know and then I also have the hummingbird and the merkaba and like I share and I'm gonna get the owl on my back Mm. so I I resonate fully and that's so gorgeous Mm. inside here thank you that's the latest one right yeah (laughs) yeah thank you love yeah the phoenix definitely feels like the animal that I have been channeling and embodying this year mm-hmm. and like yeah throughout like my whole breakup this year I was really just feeling into like okay like I'm gonna rise from this yes. and like it's okay if like right now I'm like in the shit and in the dirt and in the mud and in the darkness because like eventually there will be like a big rise and the, the rise lotus. will be so big the lotus exactly formed from the mud from the mud phoenix rises from the flames and so i just kept having this image of like where like i knew that like even in that darkness like on the other side of it there would be a rising Mm -hmm. yeah it's rites of passages you know Mm -hmm. and for different stages of our lives our altar will look different yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so right before we came into this um podcast studio we were talking about christmas and you said something that i want to touch on you said i'm the witch in the family and So we're talking about like how Christmas can be sometimes if you feel like you are the witch in the family, the, the one that is different, the black sheep, the rainbow sheep, the rainbow sheep. I love that. So, I mean, I know you because you are my friend, but also I feel like there's so much about your childhood that I want to know. Like, what was it like growing up? Like, did you feel like you were, did you have that like understanding, like, in your childhood mm-hmm. that this was who you were mm-hmm. and that everyone else was not aware of that like mm-hmm. what was that like for you yeah it, it took some time to understand it I thought everyone was like me but um you know I had I had an initiation when I was just two years old um I lived in Colombia I am a Latina woman I'm bilingual and um, you know, witchcraft is a real thing. Magic is a real thing. And, and, you know, some of us, we use it for good to manifest amazing things and beauty in this world and healing, but other people use it to take mm. and destroy. And so I went through this initiation of being hexed as a two-year-old twice. And I was... What is, wait, wait what is that? 
uh, basically a spell, a bad spell on you. Wow. Um, so. And do you, like, as a two-year-old, like, how did you know that was happening? Like. Yeah, yeah. So my family kept taking me to the hospital because I was having seizures, like turning purple and everything. And like my mom tells me these traumatic stories that she had to hold my tongue so I wouldn't swallow it. And oh um, it wasn't until our housekeeper, my nanny, told my mother, hey, I think this is because the, the doctors couldn't find out what was wrong with me. They're like, everything is coming out normal. Mm -hmm. And so she was the one who pointed it out like, hey, you should take her to this this healer, this witch doctor and see if he can help surely enough they took me and they said wow they really tried to kill her and so he sealed my chakras and I believe that we are truly the creators of our reality that our soul has free will and so when I think about what was my soul thinking when I went through that as a two-year-old I get the message of you needed to be stronger energetically and spiritually so you had to have that initiation at two years old mm -hmm. and my mother you know she was my whole family is very catholic um not my mother so much but she would pray to Jesus and she said if she survives this um, I'm going to bring her to this church and I'm going to offer her to you. So that's what she did. Her and my grandmother took me to the church, offered me to Jesus and said, just use her as the vessel. Thank you for saving her. So till this day, he's the ascended master, um, along with Mary Magdalene, Mother Mary, the whole lineage of Isis and Osiris who really guide me on this path. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, it was rough. It was really rough. My childhood, um, when I was four years old, my parents got divorced and when I was five, my mother left Colombia with my stepdad and um, didn't say goodbye. So that's when the abandonment wound was there because I was like, where's my mother, you know? Mm -hmm. And we were apart for a whole year. And then finally, when I turned six, I moved to America. And it was so hilarious because I came here on Thanksgiving. So they received me with this huge turkey and um, it was also really sad because that was the last time I saw my biological father. Um, he was very abusive uh, physically and psychologically to my mother. So she just never let us go back to Colombia. And then exactly 10 years later, he passed away when I was 16 mm. of a heart attack. So it was all sudden. Wow. And so that was another big initiation of the unseen world and learning mm. that we live forever. There, mm. there, you know, even um, Albert Einstein says that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only transform and, and form. Mm -hmm. And so I really started to dive into spirituality. That's when I started my awakening journey, went through the dark night of the soul. And, you know, after many years of being bullied in school because I was different, and I just had a lot of love to share and I was very multi-talented. I was always part of dance, uh, hip hop and all the things, you know, that that brought a lot of shade onto me, but it never closed me up. I, I always like dealt with it and then continued to expand, you mm -hmm. know, just like the transcendence that we were speaking about. Um, but within my family, um, I was just never seen for who I am still to this mm. day. I don't have a great relationship with my extended family because um, they don't ask questions and they don't like to be asked questions. They just accept things as they are. And me being the indigo rainbow child that I am, I was always asking questions and asking like, do you really think it's that way? Um, and 
it was just not it's not really accepted like I can't really have deep conversations within my family structure the way that we're doing right here right now yeah yeah and I believe that I chose this because it really is teaching me how to embody unconditional love Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. Maybe my my aunts and uncles, maybe they were the ones who burned me at the stake in a past life. Mm-hmm. And in order for me to really transcend this wound, we had to reincarnate in the same family structure together so we can move through it karmically. Mm. Right. Yeah. The, there's probably so many people listening to this that fe- that really resonate with that, with feeling like my family or my, you know, friends even are not wanting to have these conversations. They're not wanting to ask questions. They're just accepting things as they are. So like, how do you start to move through that when you feel like the people around me just like, they don't get me, or I feel like I can't be my true self. Like, how did you move through that? Cause now I see you surrounded by people that think people that are on your wavelength, people like community that, that mm-hmm. lift each other up that are on the same vibration. Mm-hmm. It's like, how did you manage to do that? It's it's always a work in process. Um, but what I recommend to everyone is truly feel into acceptance, mm-hmm. acceptance of ourselves first and foremost, because when we can honor who we are and how we show up in the world, then we can reflect that to others. Mm-hmm. And so the way that I see it is that when you are an old soul and you have access to all these multidimensional experiences and wisdom, you're not going to walk up to a baby soul in their crib who are still sleeping and say, wake up, wake up. Like you need to know all of this. Mm-hmm. It's actually the opposite. We have to respect that everybody's on their own timeline. And just because we woke up doesn't mean that it's their turn. And so we just get to surrender and accept that that's where they are. And eventually everything returns to the light and eventually everybody will get to that space. And it's not a race. Mm. It's just evolution. It's all happening in divine order, divine timing. Mm. Thank you so much for that reminder. I definitely feel like over the last couple of years with everything happening in the world, there's been this like push to wake people up. And I've definitely been a part of that. And, um, you know, you, you start to kind of realize that like, okay, like this is not a race. Like, you know, this is like, this is not stopping anytime soon. We've got to really like learn how to pace ourselves and learn how to really accept people that think very differently to us Mm -hmm. or people that are just never going to change their mind or never going to see what we want them to see Mm -hmm. and just really love each other in their differences. Mm -hmm. Like not every person is meant to be on a spiritual journey in this lifetime yeah to their knowledge you know and not everybody and not everybody's meant to be in your life like Mm -hmm. not everybody's meant to be in your immediate circle so you can love people from afar you know because if they're not adding to your life experience then it could be that they might be draining energy and you don't want to leak energy so it's okay to be like Namaste Mm. over here and (laughs) I love you still like I wish you the best but you know we got to fly and and soar high Mm. and we can't have anyone being a weight holding us down because we can't carry every anyone up you know yeah I do know I want to like explore a little bit more in that in that because where is the line between like this like these are these are my people I mean this is I'm not speaking it's directly for myself but I know so many people struggle with like family not being on this path, not being on board or not being able to kind of accept these conversations, etc. Where do we draw the line of like, okay, I 
feel like these are like karmically, these are the store contracts that I signed up for. It's my duty, it's my responsibility to go first and be the be the generational change maker, be the one that heals these relationships. And these people are not serving me in my life. I'm going to actually cut away from them. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the reminder that we can't ever like cut away or like even like the word cancel. Like, you know, it's like mm-hmm. all this cancel culture. Because even when we got burned at the stake as witches, like we still came back. Mm-hmm. And so there is no separation, you know. So it's just it's just distance, really. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, when you're on the path of spirituality and self-development we always have to ask ourselves is this expanding my energy field or is it contracting it Mm -hmm. you know and whenever you're in the presence of someone who is expanding it you're going to want to be in their presence a lot more as opposed to someone who makes you feel like heavy and almost like you're yawning like you're you're like oh I don't really feel good in this space Mm -hmm. so that's when you just make a conscious decision to not pencil them into your calendar as much because it's not really fulfilling you Mm. you know it's on a case by case it's different for everybody Mm. sometimes um we do need to be there for those who are in quote-unquote draining us and our energy um which it's okay because if we're strong enough like that's that's really what being a healer is about is like going through the initiations the dark night of the soul going through walking through hell coming out Mm. and healing ourselves and then everyone who's walking through them saying, hey guys, like come through here. Like I've, I kind of found a shortcut and if they choose to follow, great. If not, you just let it be, you know, we're mm. not going to force them to walk our path because mm. that's not cool. You wouldn't want anyone doing that to Absolutely us. Not. Yeah. So I want to talk about, I want to move on to psychedelics and plant medicine. Um, as I know you are very passionate about about this work as I am too and we recently sat in a bufo and cambo ceremony together Mm -hmm. and I've shared on a solo episode here before that that I really feel that that cambo medicine that ceremony was the um the initiation for this purge that I had recently in my body getting this cyst out I felt like my body was purging this thing from my from my being and Mm -hmm. it was so so powerful it was the first time that I'd sat with both of these medicines and we, we did it at your house with a beautiful, trusted shaman, Juan Pablo, um, from Colombia, was he? Also from Colombia? My motherland, yeah. Beautiful. And um, yeah, like, can you talk us through like that experience, like how that was for you? Because I know that you've like sat with medicine a lot. Like, can you <laughs> kind of explain to people like what exactly went on that day? Oh. I'll do my best (laughs) because these are one of those things that it's hard to put into words. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like these places that we journey to and travel to, it's like, you know, only you can experience it and everybody's medicine ceremonies are different. And also I do want to put this disclaimer that plant medicine and psychedelics isn't for everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, I only recommend people who have a solid spiritual practice, meditation practice, um, shadow work practice, people who really know how to empower themselves in moments of deep, dark shadow. Because what psychedelics says is that opens the world to your subconscious mind and whatever hasn't been processed can come to the forefront. And if you don't know how to process your, your 
deepest, darkest shadows, it can take you into a loop. And if you don't have a trusted shaman or someone that is there in facilitation mm-hmm. with you, you can be there for quite some time. So it's not to scare anybody, but just, you know, you have to be very mindful. <clears throat> yeah, You don't want to do this in a recreational space where you know, there, there isn't a container of sacred energy because anything can come through. Um, so just wanted to start mm. with that. I'm really glad you said that because I feel that what I see happening sometimes is people that will explore psychedelics when they don't have that solid foundation of spiritual practice and self-awareness. And even to the point where they don't, they haven't even looked at their traumas. They haven't looked at their shadows. Then you will be you will have to look at it mm-hmm. and so what that can do is kind of almost like set people back because mm-hmm. they're they're scared by the whole experience it can be absolutely traumatizing absolutely i believe that you know sometimes you just need a little bit of medicine so even if you just take a small microdose mm-hmm. of, of psilocybin you can have a lot of healing in that one sitting um you don't have to you know blast off into the universe with bufo the way that we mm-hmm. did in order to access that it, you know it's sitting down breathing you know there healing looks different for everyone for you and i we're medicine women and we really resonate with the medicine path um, but for somebody else it could be going to attend the vipassana you know mm-hmm. and just sitting mm-hmm. in silence and meditating or anything really um so for me yeah my my plant medicine journey began in 2015 and it, it was really beautiful because it was very cosmic um It was with mushrooms and the first time I ever worked with it, like these beans came through my my then partner, Kevin Walton, and uh, he started speaking in light language and just sharing all these really profound messages and I was crying and all of that. And then I just knew that I was home. I was home Mm -hmm. and I remembered who I was. I was in full unity consciousness. I remember touching my womb for the first time and being like, wow you are amazing. Mm. Like, wow, you are incredible. Just like really a deep appreciation for my body and just like so much self-love. And that later on developed with, um, continued into ayahuasca, combo, bufo, um, DMT, like, you know, all the things. Um, But even just with cannabis, you know, I call her Santa Maria. It's like St. Mary. Um, And every single time that I work with that plant spirit, I say a prayer because no matter what plant you are working with or fungi, it's all opening a portal. So Mm -hmm. I always encourage everyone to take a deep breath, connect to the spirit of the plant, thank the universe, thank mother earth for giving us this medicines and giving it a very solid intention as to why we are sitting with this medicine and why we are opening the portal. Because if not, You just open the portal and anything can come in. And that's why um, a lot of people get paranoid when they smoke or they do these things because they don't have a clear intention, Mm -hmm. you know. So with the Bufo ceremony, my intention was really to align with my highest self. And um, I've been going through a really uh, intense dark night of the soul this year. Um, I believe that in 2020, when everybody went into quarantine and just kind of like went into their own thing, I was being of service. You know, I was really like in the forefront, like um, in hospice care with my grandfather. He transitioned in August 2020. 
Um, I had a big falling out with a group of friends that I was close with just because it was, you know, it was no longer an alignment for us to connect. I have no resentments. It was just what meant it. It was what had to happen in order for me to be free to step into this new version of myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, that was very painful, you know, because we give so much of our hearts to our friends and all of that. So this year, um, I've been co-producing this event. And it's been very stressful because it has 10x. We went from like 50 people coming to our events to 200, 300 people. So I've really had to step into this leadership role. And before the ceremony, I was just kind of feeling all over the place. Like I couldn't get my energy grounded. Mm. So my intention was just to really have this deep rebirth. Mm. And we worked with a couple of medicines. So in the beginning, we opened up with Hape or mm-hmm. rape and that is the tobacco snuff that you know gets blown up and as you saw i am very sensitive to that medicine yeah so when we were going around the circle setting our intention i was already in my bucket head in purging yeah um then we went into combo Mm-hmm. And that is the frog medicine that where we got our burns on our on our skin and um, went through this in, intense uh, reset of our nervous system, our lymphatic system, all the things. And that's not a psychedelic for those who don't know what it is, um, but it, it can sometimes give you profound wisdom and visions because mm-hmm. it's working on all five levels of consciousness and clearing mm-hmm. all the fields. And then after that, we worked with the Sananga which feels like drops of lime juice being thrown into your eyes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes do you like listen to the conversations that we have sometimes and you're like, wow, we do some weird shit. Like if, if like, if the versions of us like <laughs> 10 years ago, like would have listened, like I would not have believed, do you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. What are we doing? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, because this but it's path- amazing. And it's like such a part of the, it's, it's, and I want to get into this, but it feels like it's such a big part of the revolution that we're in right now, mm-hmm. the awakening, the renaissance, mm-hmm. Absolutely. The, the time the time that we're in. Yeah, that's the thing that this path is not for the faint of heart. And so we truly are communing with these medicines that come from the earth because mm-hmm. we want to live in harmony with the earth. Yes. And who has lived in harmony with the earth the longest? Mm-hmm. The indigenous people. Yes. And so indigenous people have rites of passages. You know, when a boy turns into a man, when a woman, tur- mm. when a girl turns into a woman. <clears throat> and so these medicines are rites of passages for us going through that mm. deep agony of pain mm. and then having the threshold and breakthrough of bliss mm. and pleasure and ecstasy and full yeah. surrender and acceptance. Yeah. It makes it all worth it. Yeah. You know, like what one of the things that I come back to with this, because I think there if people are listening who are who are not on the medicine path who are very new to it and maybe a little bit and you know anxious about it or intimidated by it you know I I remind myself like these are medicines so like we we don't don't need to like here's here's why I think medicine is important because the world is sick when we are sick we need medicine right and if you think about like how many people are on prescription pills, drugs administered by Big Pharma, and they're just addicted to all of these painkillers and these different medications. You know, we're very heavily medicated as a culture. It's like we are, we've been choosing the wrong medicine. Exactly. Right. That's all it is. We've been choosing the wrong medicine. So as as soon as we start working with the medicine that the earth has actually given us, that indigenous people have known forever, 
then we start to heal. We start to get well. And so the point of this is not to get hooked on a new medicine. That's not what we're saying here. It's not sustainable. No, exactly. It's just like, let's talk about the other kind of medicine that exists that is actually going to heal our collective. Mm -hmm. Yes, sister. Thank you. That's exactly it. When you look at our culture, we are all communing with mind-altering substances, um, whether it's coffee whether it's sugar, alcohol, whether it's alcohol, because we came here to explore different levels of consciousness as mm. souls. And so, you know, the government made these medicines illegal because they knew that if we all were so connected to our souls, it right. would be really hard to control us. And look at that. Like, I mean, look at what's happening right now. You know, more and more people are saying like, no, we're not going to be controlled. We're not going to just tell, we're not just going to obediently follow everything that you tell us to do. I think more and more people in this last couple of years have gone, uh, that doesn't make sense to me, actually. I'm going to I'm gonna choose to lead myself mm-hmm. and not just blindly hand my power over. Mm-hmm. And so I think now, honestly, like more and more people are interested in the psychedelic movement, the plant medicine journey, because we're no longer going, well, the government says we shouldn't do it, so we're not going to do it. <laughs> They're going, well, actually, what do I believe? Like, what do I think? Like, if I was to lead myself, maybe everything that the government has been telling me my whole life is not the truth. Yeah. Maybe there are things that have been kept from me that actually are beneficial for my well-being and my personal power. Mm. Yeah, sister. Yeah. Thank you. And so going back to the ceremony, after we had the Sananga, that basically opened our third eye. Mm -hmm. And after that, that's when we went into the Bufo experience. So... When I went into the void, I literally became an indigenous woman naked in the jungle, wherever I was, squatting down, having a baby. Wow. And I can remember hearing you. And I remember I remember like hearing you like this like rage or this like moan, this like like loud <laughs> and I kind of there's no words really to describe it, but I was like, she was giving birth in there. Yeah, you like I could sway. feel that you were giving birth. Yeah, it was like this primal roar almost, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was painful. Um, I, I was, I, an old part of me was dying, and I was almost becoming a universal mother. Mm. Um, I've had a lot of close friends, like in moments where I'm just like talking or channeling, whatever you call it. They'll be like, "Whoa, I see Mother Mary in you," or like, "Whoa, I see Mary Magdalene." It literally just happened on mm. Sunday. Like, I wow. see like Mary Magdalene is like in your face right now. And so I, you know, as as young as I am, I like to believe that I am young at thirty. Um, I still believe that I am this matriarch and grandmother and ancient soul and mother and whenever um there's a child you know even if they're 50 years old but they're in their child essence that needs words of encouragement Mm. I step into that universal mother role and I speak life into them Mm. and so that's what really like unfolded throughout that bufo journey was just like me going through the pain and the shedding of the old parts of myself that hold myself back from speaking um, the messages that I receive because I'm afraid of persecution or because I have past life trauma for being a witch and being burned mm-hmm. at the stake. But then I get to remember that we've already lived through the worst and that's not happening in this time, in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And the pendulum is swinging and we are here to co-create um, balance within the matriarchy and the patriarchy Mm. because a lot of people are especially men are afraid of like women rising because they believe oh then that means that 
you know, women are going to run the world and control us. And it's not true. It just means that there's going to be a balance of power. Mm-hmm. And now we'll have much more empowered mothers and grandmothers and aunties and sisters guiding the men and helping the men heal and being in tune with their emotions so then they can be greater chiefs mm-hmm. and presidents and world leaders because they're in tune with their emotions. And in turn, they hold space for the feminine, for the creative force to move freely within that safe container that the men have created. We truly need each mm. other. It's not one or the other, it's both. Mm. I could not agree more. So what role do you believe that the plant medicine space plays in all of that? Mm. Within my own personal experience, any time that I have sat with plant medicine, whatever I was feeling before gets dissolved and I'm immediately in unity consciousness. Mm -hmm. I see the grid that connects us all. I see the energy grid, all these beautiful patterns. And um, it's almost like a a web of uh, secret geometry in the Mm -hmm. ethers. So I see that there's no separation between you and I and that you're another aspect of me and I'm another aspect of you Mm -hmm. because we all have God and goddess within us. Mm -hmm. And so I, dr- I truly believe that we are in this new renaissance era because, as you know, as history has told, after the plague comes the renaissance. And so I'm seeing this merging of technology with art, with humanity and the earth, and we're all kind of just weaving this magic together and co-creating this new frequency that is liberating and mm. that is truly bringing us all from all mm. walks of life, all four corners of the earth into one space of love, unconditional love and harmony and truly just wanting the best, having compassion, wanting the best for each other and for the earth. Like I genuinely believe that this renaissance is about a win-win-win, a win for you, a win for me and a win for the earth. Mm, That is what we really need. Hello loves, I hope you are really enjoying this conversation so far. I just want to take a moment and tell you about our sponsor for this episode which is Katori Life. The jewelry that you wear really makes a statement about who you are in your soul and in your body. I really believe that it has a way of showcasing your vibe and your spirit, the statement that you want to make. And it's really the last step that you take in order to really amp up your outfit for the day. And for me, wearing jewelry really helps me to activate and embody my inner goddess. It really connects me to my past lives, my memories of different cultures that inspire the pieces that I wear. I don't choose the jewelry that I wear lightly as I really do tend to live in my jewelry and it plays such an integral role in how I show up for myself, how I show up for the world. So if you spot some jewels on me, you know that they've been really intentionally selected by me, from me to me. And the jewelry that I am loving right now is from Katori Life. And this is a woman-owned, ethically made, socially responsible brand birthed in Santa Fe in New Mexico. Katori Life draw much of their inspiration from their rich cultural surroundings with their designs and creations coming from a place of deep appreciation for the innate wildness within not to mention their influence from mysticism, the natural world, and meditative spaces to connect in and sit with spirit. 
I know that I've got fellow wild women and mystics listening in right now, and I'm sure you are feeling called to head to Katori life just as I was. Now, the art of adornment is an ancient one. For thousands upon thousands of years, we have been placing objects of beauty and meaning on our bodies as an expression of our creative heritage. Katori Life was created to honor, nurture, and empower the soul of a woman and the soul of the earth. My favorite pieces, which my favorite pieces which I'm wearing right now are the Ankh necklace and the Petra earrings, as they really feel like I'm wearing ancient codes from the Egyptian era every single time that I wear them. Putting on this jewelry, whether it be for a date night with my girlfriends, a mastermind call with my queens, or to prepare for a day of content creation, has become the last magical step in my getting ready ritual. Katori Life's pieces are made to inspire you to move through the world from an empowered place of your own personal authenticity and truth. They believe in living a harmonious, intuitive, inspired, and passionate lifestyle, in doing everything possible to work towards global healing and restoration, while strengthening and remembering our awareness of the beauty and wonder of life. And you know what's something that makes me love this brand even more? The fact that along with having ethically sourced, high-quality materials in production, Katori Life's contractors and employees are paid above living wage and 5% of all of their sales go towards supporting environmental restoration projects such as reforestation, ocean conservation, and soil regeneration. Okay guys, now that you've fallen equally in love with Katori Life as I have, I'm sharing an exclusive discount just for you guys because I love you, which is going to bag you 25% off your first order. Woohoo! All you got to do is use the code LOVESEXMAGIC at checkout and you will be all set to begin adorning your journey with conscious jewelry today. So head to the link in the show notes and you'll be able to get your discount. Now back to the show. I want to ask you about, you know, you said like this merging and technology is in there. Like I often get like scared about the acceleration, the speed at which technology is accelerating and how we're like supposed to keep up with it all. Um, and I, you know, I'm hearing all about the metaverse and Facebook, you know, Zuck's changing the name to Meta. And then you've got like all of these new AI stuff coming in. <laughs> like it, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And also sometimes I tune into the energy of it and it, I, I feel like this is a dark, it feels dark to me. But then I also don't know, like, am I just in fear because it's the unknown? Like, is it actually is this actually going to create a better world? Is mm-hmm. this AI movement, the way that technology is going, is this actually, can we use this for good? And if so, like, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. You know, like, is this something that you sit with? Because this is the on my mind, like all the time, babe. Oh, absolutely, my love. And that's why you pulled that card. Be the hunter, not the hunted. So the message of that card truly is stop focusing on the destruction of the old paradigm and start focusing on what you came here to build. Mm. Be focused on the the magic. So you're an Aquarius, like you mm-hmm. have all of this Aquarian energy. So anytime that I get into that space, because of course it happens to me too, I remind myself that energy um, energy goes where attention goes. So mm-hmm. I start dreaming big. I start thinking like, okay, what 
what good can come from this? Mm. And so I start thinking, okay, well, one day I'm going to have a spaceship and I can fly from my house to Africa within less than 30 minutes. And, you know, if the Amazon is on fire, I can send all my friends to go put it out with all the water because we all have our little spaceships. And now that we are, we have cryptocurrency, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, like all the different coins, we're really becoming sovereign as a market, right? This is how we do the equal exchange, like person to person. So we're decentralizing capitalism into um, this new era. Mm -hmm. And now we have NFTs. So that's where I mean where like the art and the technology are really merging mm -hmm. because now we are uh, taking the middleman out of the equation and all making a lot more money and it's decentralized and it's, it's moving fast. And um, artists are really being encouraged to create you know, mm. and so I always think of like, how, what good can come from this? We're creating these new sacred economies of exchange. And yeah. I genuinely believe that we're, we have the technology, we have the wealth, the generational wealth, mm -hmm. and we have the, the consciousness that can create, that can eliminate scarcity. Mm. Like everybody should have Bitcoin. Everybody should have money. Everybody should have access to technology. Everybody should have access to food. Like why aren't we all just eating from trees? <laughs> like, you know? Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's so true. And like when we think about like where we are right now, like the, I would not be having this conversation with you if it wasn't for technology. I would not have built the business that I have if has it would it not be for technology. Like it's I wouldn't have the friendships, the community, the relationships in my life would would it not be for technology. So like we can already see how like it has drastically improved our lives. Obviously there's there's also the dark side of like there's a lot more anxiety. There's a lot more social things that we need to work through, mental health issues. Um, but we can definitely see that there's like, we can see what it's brought. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And that it all comes down to having a strong mind, you know, like we, we all get to really train our minds whenever those interfering thoughts of illusion come in and try to like weave this nasty distorted consciousness or thoughts in our mind we just say well whoa whoa stop mm -hmm. like cancel clear delete from my consciousness mm -hmm. and then speak life into what it is that you wish to create mm -hmm. right what you wish to see and so we're always casting spells that's mm -hmm. why they call it spelling with our words and and so it really comes down to like monitoring our thoughts our actions our mannerisms and, mm -hmm. and that's the true self-mastery mm -hmm. beautiful yeah, it's what I'm noticing that's coming up for me as, as we're having this conversation is like, there's an excitement and a fear at the same time of like, we don't know what the world's going to look like. We can project and we can imagine and we get to create that. Mm -hmm. But like, none of us know right now, mm -hmm. you know, like we're, mm -hmm. you know, whenever I have conversations about like the future and the, the metaverse and these NFTs and all of this new, this new era that we're moving into, I feel like, wow, this must have been how people would talk about like the internet before it existed like they would like try and imagine what it was going to mm -hmm. be like but mm -hmm. you can never like try and describe the internet to someone right that's like you know 50 yeah. years ago yeah we're gonna see a big quantum leap in, in our culture and society because now that we're in the age of Aquarius that's an air sign mm -hmm. so things are just gonna move so fast. so fast and we need that we need that um do you know that well my background is in psychology and mm -hmm. when I was in school I was like really there hasn't been any new developments in mental health 
myself since the 60s. Mm. Like, what? Are you serious? So that's why I didn't continue my education and I didn't get my doctorate degree because, like, I'm going to do it my way. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I know that my intuition and my connection to spirit will make things happen faster where people can actually experience healing Mm. rather than following the DSM which is just like doesn't Mm. make sense you know it's like a a lot of the people who are prescribed Ritalin and Adderall and all these uh, dissociative drugs are healers they're awakened Mm. and they just don't fit in so they're trying to numb them and it's it's not they're using the wrong medicines yeah Yeah. oh that's so true that's so true and I mean obviously like people can be on the spiritual path and on their spiritual journey without exploring any plant medicines if they don't feel like that's their if they don't feel called to Mm -hmm. you know I think it's they will invite you into that space yeah if if it's right for you honestly like you can have a DMT journey just through breath work absolutely (laughs) you know oh my god you don't need the breath work journeys that I've had have been (laughs) deeper than some of my ayahuasca ceremonies like I can definitely say that you know some of the things that come up in in breathwork is is just so so powerful so yeah that's, that's accessible to everyone just Absolutely. through the power of our breath like what more proof do we need that we're such cosmic beings we can literally access the entire universe and our past lives and traumas and future mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. all through just breathing mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i think what really comes down to it melissa is having the grit and courage to have versions of ourselves like what a lot of people call as ego deaths mm-hmm. um I don't always use that term because I don't believe our ego will ever die it's just a, a partial a, a version of us that gets to grow and evolve just mm-hmm. as our soul can reparent yeah. and, and help it evolve but there are identities that we do shed you mm-hmm. know and so I think that plant medicine facilitates that process but if you don't feel comfortable with working with plant medicines you just have to do that in a far more deliberate way where Mm -hmm. you can look at yourself and see okay these are my shadows this is what I get to integrate now with love and compassion Mm -hmm. and then transcend that paradigm Mm. you know but plant medicines are like our best guide as Mm. as far as I know for for my personal journey Mm. to do that in in a really effective way Do you have any other tools or advice for just like the the times that we're in now? Because I I have a lot of people that ask me on Instagram, like, how are you dealing? Like, how do you kind of navigate what's happening right now in Mm -hmm. the world? Like a lot of people are in um, fear, but not fear of the, uh, sorry, not fear of the virus anymore, but fear of like, um, you know, the vaccine and the government and just the mandates and the control like um how how like what advice do you have for people that are in that like fear right Mm -hmm. now and they they want to be um they want to be moving forwards Mm -hmm. but it's like we're in a crisis Mm -hmm. well just look at history. We've been in a crisis for a really long time, whether it was the Vietnam War or the World War II, like all the things like our parents and our grandparents and the people that came before, they've always felt like there was some sort of um, attack or safety issue, you know, in the mm-hmm. world. And so I think that now we're just being bombarded with it because of technology, because of Instagram, because we see one post and have a chemical reaction within our body and all these mm-hmm. feelings release and then see another post and then another thing. So I recommend mm-hmm. you stop scrolling first mm-hmm. and foremost, if you're feeling overwhelmed and go out in nature and let mother earth remind you why you came here. 
okay? Because so often we forget. We're so sucked into this metaverse or whatever, and we forget that we are resilient beings. Like, I think of all the times that I was killed for you know, standing out for being a healer, for being a witch, all the things crucified, you know, like all the things. And then I just get stronger and stronger in every lifetime. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) it's like, there is no end, you guys. It's only a continuation of our story. Mm -hmm. And we are the creators of our story. So what story are you Mm -hmm. going to tell? Like, what stories will you tell your grandchildren and your, and you know, like about these times of Mm -hmm. the prohibition era, you know, of like, we can't, we couldn't see people people more than 10 and all the things like I have so many stories and I'm so excited because I really believe that we are the earth warriors that are are reminding people that it's like we need each other we can't we can't be six feet apart honey like it's not gonna work for me (laughs) no (laughs) I want to cuddle puddle yeah yeah that's been one of the things like for me like moving back to Miami not moving back to Miami moving to Miami from Costa Rica which feels a little bit like moving back into civilization from being so off the grid because start of 2020, um, you know, we had already planned that we were going to move to Costa Rica, but then the pandemic hit and we were like hundred percent going to Costa Rica. So we want to be off the grid. We want to be out of the matrix, da, 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 da. And now here I am back living in Miami and what it's really, it's been really eye opening for me because I actually feel such a deep need for community more than I want to be in the jungle. So like love living in the jungle. It's amazing. Off-grid life. It's so cool. It's going to be cool when we all live in the jungle with you. And we (laughs) can just like fly there easily. But like what I really am like having such a deep appreciation for since I came to Miami is like, oh, this is where my people are. This is where my friends are. They're like making things happen in the world. And we're all close together. Yeah. Like we can drive to each other's houses quickly. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean, like Sahara lives really in your nice. building. It's like exactly. amazing. It's like, oh, like community first. And then I think we, once we have the community, then if we want to all go somewhere off grid together, then we move together. But exactly. I definitely felt like, oh, like you can't do this by yourself. Like it's, you know, isolating yourself or going off grid is like only healing in community yeah in community absolutely yeah I agree with you 100% and I I believe that you know like I mentioned there is no separation so the government they're not really the bad guys they're just the catalyst for us to become really radically sovereign Mm. you know they're just reminding us like hey like you you actually can't rely on anything we say (laughs) so you might as well start building your own world you know start taking care of how you're gonna grow your own food Mm -hmm. have access to water because we complicate things so much but humans we're very simple at the Mm. core we just need clean water clean food and clean air and a safe space to live in and a warm hug Mm. and to feel nurtured by by our community everything else is extra it's fun like you know I'm super bougie and I love all the nice things but we just need those core things and if we can really learn how to uh, supply that on our own and within a a sacred economy that's really what's going to leave a lasting impact and a legacy for the future generations beautiful Mm -hmm. if you could describe like the chapter of your life that you're personally in right now how would you describe it What, what name would you give to that chapter This, so my 20s, I dedicated to my own healing. And my 30s, I am dedicating to building a legacy. 
So this is the chapter where I'm fully stepping into my power. I'm sharing mm. my voice. I'm calling in my sacred union partnership. Mm. Uh, I'm so excited to be a mother and step into that role and, you know, teach the children and hold space for them and be the mother mm. that, you know, I've always wanted and um, just like really support this beautiful star child when, when they come through. Um, so yeah, it's like, it's all about like building now. Mm -hmm. Like it's truly about sharing myself, my wisdom, my voice and encouraging others to do the same. Mm -hmm. and um it's scary it's been scary yeah, yeah. but it's so fulfilling ask, like, what is within that like what are you currently like learning about yourself mm. I'm learning that I I'm human and I'm going to make mistakes and when I do I get to hold part I get to hold space for that part of myself and just nurture her and say like it's beautiful that you went through that because now you're relatable because <laughs> mm. everybody makes mistakes everybody has you know downfalls and then the way that I pick myself up and remind myself who I am why I'm here what I'm here to share is like the the magic you know that's mm. where I see like wow you're so resilient you're so beautiful um so yeah whenever I'm in that space of being like completely like in my human shit I get to really call in my highest self to nurture that aspect of me and just like say like okay it's go time baby go get on that stage and mm -hmm. and like share the message mm, beautiful you know one of your gifts and like just tremendous qualities that you have is in community you are so good at bringing people together and creating and holding such a beautiful sacred space Thank and I you. see you do this at your events which I definitely want to hear you share more about like these amazing events that I've been to just for a minute before, I, <laughs> before my, oh my uh, God. surgery oh my goodness. but these beautiful events that you put on here in Miami but also just when you're in like just a small group of of girlfriends like with us you just create and hold the most beautiful ceremony for mm. people so mm. like I want you to share about what this what this community bringing events together bringing people together what that means to you mm. and then like advice that you have for someone that wants to do more of that mm -hmm. yeah yeah thank you so much for seeing me sister what a gift um so you know I've been putting on events since 2015-16 um and then I had and retreats as well and then I had to stop during the pandemic as we all did um but luckily we have the best governor in the world and yes. he opened up Miami he opened up Florida in November 2020 so that's when I really got this big download from source that I had to create safe spaces for people to connect again because we were all so scared Mm -hmm. we were also even like me for like a very short amount of time like when people would invite me to events that were happening on the down low I was like no like you know it's not safe it was short but it did happen and I'm grateful for it because I can have compassion for those who are still scared to gather in groups but then I realized that without the human connection that's where the real illness and disease comes from so I went against the grain I got trolled on Instagram, got called a murderer, like all these things for mm -hmm. bringing people together during a pandemic. And I genuinely believe that that created ripples in our universe where more and more people saw like, oh, 
they're doing it. We can do it too, mm -hmm. you know? And so that really is what is behind this event that I co-create with my two business partners, Alina and Alexa, is to create a safe space for people to connect. Because what's happening right now is that people are waking up. And um, I grew up in Miami, so I, you know, was in the Miami dance music scene growing up as a teenager. I still like to go party. Like, I brought you to some parties before. Yeah. And um, we wanted to create a space where the conscious community and the Miami dance music scene can weave and dance together. And, you know, for... Because it, it gets a little boring when you're so much in the same conscious community with the same people over and over again, like doing the mm. same things. So I wanted to add more variety. And also like for those who are waking up to mm. have access to people who are really deep and embodied and full of love. And so they can be more inspired to do the same and feel the same. And so... Um, Yeah, this event has just been life-changing for so many of us. People are meeting their soulmates. People are meeting their best friends. Mm. Um, some advice that I would give to anyone who wants to get more involved in these community events is go by yourself. Mm. Go by yourself. That's actually how my business partner, Alina, found me is she came to my event by herself. She had just moved here from New York. And, you know, we've, we often, like, psych ourselves out, like, oh, I don't have anyone to go with. All my friends think this stuff is woo-woo and weird. But we hold ourselves back from making new connections by mm -hmm. feeding into that fear um, and separation. So if you can just build up the courage, show up to the event and open your heart and just set the intention that you're going to connect with someone really special and that you're going to walk away with at least one new friend mm -hmm. that will change your life. Mm, beautiful. So the events in Miami, Soul Sun, mm -hmm. and monthly. Yes, they're monthly and we have conscious programming. We have a high vibe vendor garden with all these beautiful artisans selling their stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I do an opening ceremony and a sound healing meditation. The next one will be on the 21st of November and then we have one on December 19th. And I am collaborating with a beautiful team of like I'm basically creating a band of angels that mm. we're going to be doing this live experience, sound experience where he'll be on his bass singing. And then I'll have another goddess um, also sharing light language and vocal tones. And I'll be doing guided meditation to just bring us deeper and deeper into our soul and our heart. And then after that, we have a yoga flow warm up. It's about like 15 to 20 minutes. And that's just to go from the meditative state into our Our body and really activating mm -hmm. all of our chakras and getting the, the blood flow moving and from there we go into the party and so we have amazing djs and we close the the space with a closing ceremony so as you're walking in through the vendor garden there is an intention setting portal And so you can take a moment there, have uh, an essential oil, multi-sensory experience, set your intention, write it down on, a, on an index card. And at the end, we gather those index, car index cards and intentions um, because the whole point is for you to use dance as a technology the way that our ancestors did when they lit a fire and they were dancing for rain to come and nourish mm. the crops or for somebody's healing to occur, you know, dancing around the fire when somebody was giving birth to give them mm. strength or when the warriors were going into battle to give them strength, you know, like dancing is such a powerful mm. technology, which is why the churches, a lot of churches have 
demonified, like made it demonic because they know how powerful it is. So when you set your intention at the intention zone portal, you go into the space, you're dancing towards what it is that you're manifesting, visualizing it during the meditation. And then at the very end of the night, we light it on fire. And so that smoke goes up to the heavens and God, goddess receives your intention. And then you you see like so many people are manifesting things mm. at this event. It's like true wow. magic. Wow. Well, I'm so grateful that you did this work. I'm so grateful that these events exist. I'm so grateful that you created them and you, the idea chose you and you said yes, <laughs> because they're truly something so special mm. as you are. So, so special. Thank you, sister. So what is our final message that you would love to leave our listeners with today? Mm. Yes, yes, yes. <sighs> if we really want to see change in the world, we have to experience that alchemy within us. Mm. So do the work, my friends. Sit at your altar, pray, get the readings, learn about yourself learn about your astrological blueprint, learn about your jinkies, your human design, like truly get to know yourself, go on that path of self-discovery through plant medicine, through whatever it is that calls you, be intuitive, because if you don't know yourself, you can't love yourself. Mm. And once you know yourself, you can love yourself. And when you love yourself, you can, that, that love is going to pour out, right? It's going to overflow. We can't love others if we don't love ourselves. It's just coming from an empty source. So that's really like what the Renaissance is, is to truly tap into our innate gifts, tap into our own magic and express it fully. Create art, sing, dance, gather in community, create the NFTs, whatever is calling you, just do something with the energy that you've been given by the source mm -hmm. of, of all life. So then we can truly experience change on earth. Change is not going to come through the ways that we've been doing it, going to mm -hmm. war, um, you know, going into battle, like that's old paradigm stuff. The way that we're truly going to change the world is by being so embodied and loved and compassion that anybody in our presence just sheds their armor and remembers who they are and taps into the inner love and the inner light that we all have within us because we all have darkness we all have light it's just where we're pu putting our energy and focus on mm -hmm. so if we truly see ourselves in the light we can truly see the light and the love in others powerful thank you so much Danielle. can you just let everyone know where they can come and hang out with you get more of your magic and wisdom mm -hmm. yes um so you can follow me on instagram i'm at light codes like the light of the sun and the codes of the, the quantum field mm -hmm. um and yeah i share a lot through there um, I'm also coming out with a new course, a, a program that is essentially going to assist anyone who is willing to do the work, to take a good look at themselves, to have a three-month container with me and my panel of experts. Um, anybody who joins will have access to their astrology reading um, by a, an experienced astrologer, to their human design and to their gene keys, have integration sessions with me, have breakthrough calls with me doing shadow work inner child healing, reparenting, and even rage, like experiencing rage and letting, mm. and moving that energy around and bringing more light into it and just really getting to know ourselves on like a deep soul level. So if that's something mm. that you're, they're interested, you're interested, then definitely reach out 
and we'll link all of that in mm -hmm. the show notes as well for everyone yeah yeah because ultimately what i see myself doing is bringing soulmates together so anyone that is going to join this program i'm going to see your soul essentially mm -hmm. and so when i see another soul that looks like yours i'm going to bring them together <laughs> so i really see this mm -hmm. turning into something so beautiful because that's what the renaissance is it's just mm -hmm. pure love and inspiration and art mm -hmm. and magic in all the ways And you are the embodiment of that, my love. Thank you, so, my love. As are you. you. <laughs> thank you. All right, Daniela. So here are my three questions for you, which I know that you have been expecting. <laughs> I've been listening to your you, podcast, yeah. yes. <laughs> all right. What is something in your life that you're loving right now? I am loving all of the humans that are coming into my life, that are activating me, that are just encouraging me to fully step into my magic and my power, you being one of them. Mm. So thank you. I love you so much. Mm. I love you too. <laughs> Something that turns you on. <sighs> This Really, the biggest turn on is through my ears. So it's either music or words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. And that that just, yeah really gets me open and juicy <laughs> good music and just like telling me how how much i mean to you you know <laughs> people Noted. forget people forget that it's so simple to just like open a flower through loving words you know mm, absolutely and the last time you experienced magic so much magic has been happening Mel like seriously mm -hmm. like of, of course like we're witches so we experience magic on the daily but just this Saturday I went to the park and I was talking to God and God is doing a yoga flow and I was like okay spirit like I'm doing a lot but I just need a confirmation that I'm on the right path if I'm on the right path please have a dog come up to me And before you knew it, there's this cute, adorable little shih tzu with feathers in her hair that just came up to me and was like, hi, how are you? And just like chilled. Immediately. Wow. Not, not immediately, but like it took some time because um, I forgot about it. That's the thing mm. that like when you want to manifest something, if it doesn't happen immediately, a lot of people are like, oh, then magic doesn't work or all the things and you become like really attached. So you really have to let it go. Like you have to express it like um declare it and then let it go and let it be mm -hmm. and however the universe wants to present it to you mm -hmm. and if it doesn't happen it's okay like full acceptance and surrender but that did happen and then just like a culmination of things ended up happening so we just had this epic conference here in Miami like we made history the past two days we had the microdose headquarters uh, create this beautiful event called Wonderland where we had all the top scientists doctors entrepreneurs businessmen people in the doing clinical studies on psychedelics come mm -hmm. to Miami mm -hmm. and I just kept getting all these ads about it and I'm like wow like $700 for a ticket. I don't know if I can do that right now, but I'm, I'm, I just know I'm going to go like something's going to happen. And before you knew it, the, the producers of the event reached out to my business partner, Alina, and asked her to DJ the VIP event wow. and then offered her a free ticket. And of course she brought me. And then all the connections that I was making there, like I had an intention to meet certain people and have conversations with them, like mm -hmm. indigenous elders, um, other influencers who have um, mushroom uh, businesses and all the things. And wow. I kid you not, Mel, I was manifesting at every corner and I was wearing my Shipibo pants and mm -hmm. like all my psychedelic rainbow warrior outfits and gears. And I just had the most amazing people approach me and just wow. like say like, I love your outfit. I love your weight, like your energy, your embodiment. 
And so I feel that this was a big quantum leap. Like mm. this was magic. And last night I was at the ending party and I connected with um, some of the big top dogs in the industry. And I just have a feeling that all of us are coming together mm. and really building the strong network of um, conscious beings and people who genuinely want to see humanity thrive and rise. And we're, we're just getting started. Mm. Love that. So babe. much magic. Beautiful. <laughs> So thank you so much, babe. This has been so beautiful. We're going to head into the membership community, the Goddess Collective now to take some more personal questions. But for everyone else, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you everyone who tuned in and listened to this. I hope you're feeling beautiful inside and Mm. I am looking forward to connecting more with you all. So my loves, I really hope you loved this episode. If you did, please do share it on the gram, tag me, tag Daniela in your stories. Let us know what you thought of the episode. And of course, please do share your support. Leave us a review so more people can find us and we can grow this beautiful podcast community. Until next time, take care of you and I hope that your life is filled with love and sex and magic.